Six kids, hard-working father, honest and trustworthy, loan denied. Hello, my good man. Gentlemen, have a seat. Can we sit down? Are you kidding? We can't sit down, my good man. Now, what may I do for you? We want to take out a hefty loan. Of course, of course. Do you have an account with us? And how? What is your account number? Uh, seven. 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 Try eight. Eight? Heard enough. Ouch! If you were my kids, I'd punish you. If we were your kids, we could punish ourselves. Leave the premises post-haste. You can't treat people this way, mister. You're not people. You're kids. Hello and welcome to the Ramblin' Amblin' Club. Can I get an Azuga? Wait, do we all say it in unison or do we do it one by one? Okay, one by one. That's the power of else we can have. This is gonna go. Hello and welcome to the Ramblin' Amblin' Club. Can I get an Azuga? Azuga. Nice Azugas. I am one half of your host, Andy Godian. And I'm the other half, Josh Giggles Glennie. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> did, we, did we have to have one prepared? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he caught me out prepared. He caught me out in the Flintstones episode with the nickname, so I spent the whole toilet break just now thinking of what I caught myself in this intro. And Giggles. That's the same giggles name that you gave yourself in the... Goonies episode. I don't have much variation. <laughs> Very limited imagination. That's why I'm doing this. Uh, and we are happy to be joined by two returning guests of the podcast. Jack Buckley, who joined us, who are Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and We're Back, a dinosaur story. And our another returning guest, Seb Jones, who joined us for the Goonies back in 1985. Welcome to back to the podcast, chaps. So Good to be back. Thank Lovely. Lovely. Wig- to wiggling be my ears. <laughs> yeah, for, the at, for the listeners at home. <laughs> Jack's now rocketed ahead to a three timer. You're the yeah, first three timer. First turkey bowler in a. <laughs> says more about you guys. <laughs> now, Seb, um, you, we welcome you back to the show, and this is the first time you've been back since we've started introducing some guest questions. Yeah. So we thought it'd be nice to welcome you back into the podcast by giving you a chance All to right. answer things that you didn't get to answer before. Sweet. Um, the first question being, what does Amblin mean to you, Seth Jones? What does Amblin mean to me? I've written down something like poem. <laughs> <laughs> what does Amblin mean to me? Sepia. 
VHS tapes, Sunday afternoons, brown, brown and yellow textured sofas, a yellowedness to the air, adventures that take you far, then leave you safely in your living room <laughs> with your hair tussled by a cool uncle. <laughs> um, that's what Amblin means to me. I think because Amblin movies are something I always associate with... Uh, they were something Your I liked. <laughs> <laughs> because they were something I used to watch that on my own on on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, they mm. just always felt like a cool older uncle that would just take you on these like rip roaring adventures mm. and then just leave you safe and fulfilled. And uh, yeah, that's what it means to me basically. That's a very sweet, sweet answer. answer. You're the first one to write a poem. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I guess my question as well. Yeah, yeah uh, so I don't. Know if this came up when you were last on the podcast, but we often talk about ET and our emotional responses to ET, and crucially, if we ever shed tears at ET. Now, Seb, you're an emotionally in tune guy. Do you Aww. cry at ET? <laughs> um, I can't remember the last adult. I have definitely done adult viewings of ET, but I don't remember crying, um, and I don't remember crying as a kid ever. But little kid crying is incredible, and. Um, What's the main dude called? The main actor? Oh, Henry. Yeah. Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. I mean, he is amazing. Yes, and I watched his audition player. tapes for it, and it does it does really get you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Surely the main dude in ET is the alien. <laughs> 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 Your title character. He is audition tape. Did you that thing circulating on Twitter recently? Drew Barrymore saying that they animated ET in between takes because she was so young and Spielberg wanted to keep the illusion alive that it was a real puppet what did he do I don't know, they hired some crew guys to just keep okay. like, the arms <laughs> moving and stuff in so anyway in answer probably not but I could do <laughs> if you ask me if you just give me a chance <laughs> I could make you cry during ET <laughs> well I forget what your answer was Jack way back in the Roger Rabbit episode. Um, I've, I've forgotten what my answer was as well. I don't remember. I don't remember. But oh, I think I talked about when I cried watching The Hangover part. Yes, <laughs> yes, that was yeah. it. Is that on a plane? It was on a yeah, plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. It happens. To kind of touch back briefly, there was a postscript question that I meant to ask you the last time. Okay. Following kind of we frame Roger Rabbit, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Because um, for vanity's sake. Um, your boys' episodes, both Goonies, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and We're mm. Back, are episodes I listen back to quite a lot because they make me feel nice. Oh, <laughs> it's nice to hang out with friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I was just thinking on the Who Framed Roger Rabbit one, we talk a lot about how that sort of thing can never happen again. Mm. And then about six months later, Disney dropped Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which is a very much a riff yeah. on Who Have Framed Roger Rabbit. Have you watched it? I have watched it. What do you think? I quite enjoyed it. I quite. Enjoyed it. <laughs> I was going to say, did you have many big feelings on it? Because uh, it feels very in the wheelhouse. I'm kind of tr trying to push my brain back now. It felt like it definitely felt like it was swinging for that, but it didn't feel. I don't remember the plot being as clever. There were little touches and stuff where it was like the you know like the winks to the uh, uncanny valley CG and. Um, I remember the uh, like knockoff Disney tapes, like they kind yeah. of reference things like that. It felt like though that was a movie for like us, like for people in their thirties. You know, rather Roger than Rabbit, any child right? watching. Yeah. <laughs> That's what all Disney media is for these yeah. days, isn't it? It's not for the actual kids. Yeah, it was yeah. just interesting to see the old Roger Rabbit stencil get 
dusted off out the cupboard for <laughs> <laughs> Is he actually in it? He Roger is in Rabbit. it. Roger Rabbit wow. is in it. So I was like, ah, Amblin. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see it? No, I've not. Really <laughs> seen it. I barely remember the original. <laughs> so I don't remember if we mentioned, we probably did at the start, that this is our Little Rascals episode. We didn't at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason we have these two champs here with us is because, well, these are two little rascals. Oh, <laughs> and together we are a bunch of little rascals. This is our gang, you might say. And we're here to talk about the 1994, uh, I was going to say smash hit, but, you know, film. Uh, the Little Rascals by Penelope Spirits. Before we talk about our personal relationships to the film, if indeed any of us have any, mm. Andy, do you want to do your very best to sure. tell the listeners <laughs> what the film might have been? Film more to this this yeah. film of bits. <laughs> <laughs> Meet the Little Rascals, including leader Spanky McFarland, Travis Tedford, his best friend Alfalfa Switzer, played by Bug Hall. And other characters who didn't have a surname, including <laughs> Stymie, played by Kevin Jamal Woods, Froggy, played by Jordan Walkle, but voice dubbed by E.G. Daly, no way. Porky, <laughs> played by Zachary Mabry, and Buckwheat, played by Ross Bagley. Together, they have a club, the deeply misogynistic He-Man Woman Haters Club, complete with a clubhouse and newly built soapbox car, The Blur which they have built for the upcoming big soapbox derby. But when the gang select Alfalfa as the driver for the race, they are shocked to find he is nowhere to be seen, and soon discover he's wooing local girl Darla. Local girl. <laughs> played by Brittany Ashton Holmes. Much to their shock and horror. This, the gang then endeavour to split up the pair, which accidentally results in the clubhouse burning down. After a, swift, after a swift court case in which Judge Spanky sentences Alfalfa to death for his romantic lovelorn crimes, Stymie as defendant manages to sway the ruling so that Alfalfa is instead fit on probation. The conditions being, he must guard the blur every day until the big race, which now has a cash prize that conveniently fits the bill for the clubhouse repairs, and he must never ever talk to Dala again. Will Alfalfa be able to silence his heart and hide his true feelings for Dala? Even then, we'll be able to win her back after she turns her affections towards rich kid Walden Johnston III, played by Blake MacGyver Ewing. <laughs> well, gang, can the gang learn to change their misogynistic ways and keep the blur from falling into the hands of leather-clad rivals Butch and Warren, played by Sam Saletta and Blake Jeremy Collins? <laughs> oh, and there's a talent show. <laughs> 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 I've forgotten at least half of that. I just watched this. Honestly, so impressive. It is quite funny how a movie with the what was it? The He Man Woman Haters Club. The He Man Woman Haters Club. Yeah. Uh, also got Donald Trump, who's very much the figurehead of our, the <laughs> yeah. contemporary day mm -hmm. He Man Woman Haters Locker Club. Talks. It's Locker quite room funny talks. watching a movie which has a possible future mm. war criminal, mm -hmm. yeah. human rights abuser, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is funny. Um, <laughs> so I, I, just to think about our relationship to this film, I'm quite curious to get into it because I don't have a massive one. Mm. As a kid, um, weirdly, Bug Hall was quite a big fixture of my childhood because I was big into the stupids. Mm -hmm. This weirdly obscure John Landis comedy. It. It's uh, it's an adaptation of a comic strip about a family of people who are very stupid. Um, it was a Tom Arnold vehicle in the mid-90s. 
and Bug Hall was one of the kids. There's a couple of pretty good jokes in it. Okay. It was one of my VHS tapes, so it got a lot of rotation when I was a wee lad. And it was also in um, Honey, We Shrink Ourselves, as you pointed out earlier on. Yes. And that, yeah. of course, I love shrinking Direct films. to video prequel to yes. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. One of Rick Moranis' last starring roles <laughs> as well. So Book Hall's a kid. And I, I recognised the poster of the film from the video shop. Mm. Uh, but I don't think I ever saw it as a kid, so I don't have a particular childhood affiliation with this film. Mm. Uh, did any of you guys see it as kids? Or was today your first viewing? <laughs> yeah, no, today was first first viewing. Yeah. And I think my only relationship with it is through like meme culture. I feel like mm. I've seen that oh, come yeah. for a yeah. lot in memes. I've <laughs> seen there's the bit <laughs> when Darla squeezes the beer can, uh, yeah. which is yeah. like a, a gif. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of Porky as well kind of doing like the little face with his yeah, hands underneath yeah. and squeezing yeah. his cheeks but it did always feel like something I'd missed out on because mm, you hear mm. Little Rascals I've definitely heard of it you see the Little Rascals and I was like oh that felt like a kind of uh, a gang that I wasn't invited to because I didn't watch it I would definitely have loved this though as a kid. I 100% would have loved mm. this film as a kid. I was really? very non-discerning. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I would have. <laughs> <laughs> me and Jack talk about this quite often where um, me and Jack had a similar um, kind of like life-forming watershed moment where... Yeah. Identical. Like, Jack, identical. Identical, yeah. <laughs> me and Jack grew up separately in different towns and we both went to about the age of like 10, 11 maybe to watch Daddy Daycare at the yeah. cinema. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember it so well because it was the first time ever. I went for my birthday with a bunch of friends. Yeah. I'd seen in the trailer uh, like a kid going, I made party like next to the toilet yeah. or something. Yeah. And about like half an hour into the movie, I was like, oh my God, movies can be bad. It is exactly <laughs> that revelation. It's bad. And I really think I would have felt that watching this as a kid. I remember the exact bit in Daddy Daycare as well. There's a bit about in the first five minutes of the film when one of the kids gets up to go to the toilet, does a wee... And then stops weeing, like the sound stops, and then it starts at very much the Austin Powers game. Yeah, yeah. But I remember watching it in that film and thinking, that's crass and not not creative at all. (laughs) Oh, Uh, Eddie, I remember when you were Axel. (laughs) I think I saw that twice in cinema. (laughs) Once once for the plot, and then the other time for the nuances. (laughs) It's layered, it's layered. what the first film that I saw that I knew was bad was do well, you? I, I, we, weirdly enough this has come up in last uh, last oh, episode as well yeah. uh, Inspector Gadget sense. was my first one um, yes. <laughs> that was earlier so were you younger then when you realised films could be bad yes I, I became yes. quite a critically astute <laughs> when I was quite young <laughs> I think maybe mine was The Dark Knight Rises <laughs> Whilst you're doing a film degree, <laughs> so, well, it's got Batman in it, but I don't know. But I'm not enjoying it. It's right about my thesis on the Bush monologue from the stupids, <laughs> and the embed the Bush monologue from the stupids now. At this point, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, camouflage lesson number one: to look like a bush, you have to think like a bush. Okay, here I am, just being a bush, just growing and hanging out. Yes, this is a life for me. Sure is a lot of soil around here. A lot of sunshine, too. As a bush, I notice these things. Wait a minute. What's this? I have arms. I am a bush with arms. And legs. I am the first bush in history with legs. I 
I can walk! Gaze ye unbelievers upon this miracle, this walking bush, half man, half plant. He dwells in two worlds, but is the master of both. Oh, man bush, you are nature's greatest wonder! Did you want to talk a little bit of context for yeah. this oh, motion picture? I'm assuming you had no other... No, oh, yeah, no, sorry, I Jack. didn't. I talked to my partner about it, and she said that she watched it a lot. Mm. But described it in a way that definitely wasn't the film that we just watched <laughs> so like whether it's something that kind of like trickles <laughs> off the brain and becomes something very how different. did she describe she it des- she said it was set in the 50s which to be f- and i will talk about that yeah. but it it makes some odd visual choices please edit around that so uh, it doesn't sound like i'm implying that my partner's stupid um but no, it, no it does make you, some... can, you, can, you can blink and miss that it's set because if you look away yeah. for it you know, the, enough well, time. Well, it all opens that. with the sitting on the pier and fishing and then sending a dog and they're all wearing these kind yeah. of like period kind of clobber and then it cuts to the skyline of Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Very oh, small jangly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But now, I think that's a very reasonable misremembering mm-hmm. style of expression. Yeah. To, to have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, if anyone listening isn't aware, this is an adaptation of Our Gang, a bunch of shorts by Hal Roach, who also produced uh, Laurel and Hardy, uh, and ran in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, spanning from the silent era to the sound era. Were they ever known as the Little Rascals during that run? Not during that run. It was when it was syndicated on TV that it yeah. became known as the Little Rascals. Because I must say, the, the only real affiliation, and we watched the clip just before this, was a gag in The Simpsons. Yeah. As yeah. is often yeah. the Rosetta Stone for many <laughs> cultural The soapbox sequence has a lot of um, yeah. matchups yeah. with The Simpsons as well. Yeah. Even like the kind of rich kid. The design of the, it, yeah. 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 It's like yeah, Martin's, car, Martin's car a lot. I feel like that was before the movie came out. Oh yeah, I forgot to look this up. Simpsons Soapbox Derby, Saturdays of Thunder, season three, so that's, we're talking 1991, yeah. Oh, wow. So oh, the wow. Simpsons episode was, uh, before. was before the movie. Um, yeah. While we're talking about cartoons, I just had to, uh, <laughs> aren't they brilliant? Um, are they so wacky? No, uh, I was wondering about why someone voiced uh, Froggy over yeah. the top, and I saw that it was the same voice artist that played Tommy Pickles in No Rugrats. way! Yeah. No way! Tommy yeah. Pickles, oh yeah. wow! What's her name again? She does quite a few people. Uh, yeah, she does, E.G. Daly. I really thought she sounded familiar, and yeah. I was saying that was one of my least favorite but, parts of the whole movie. Froggy in that annoying voice. Froggy, we Smoking did. Forty a day, Froggy. Really crazy. <laughs> the air kind of went out the room when it's Froggy appeared because you knew you'd have to kind of listen to that voice yeah. and see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little tidbit about E.G. Dailey. I think she voiced Babe in the movie Babe, yeah. and then in Babe Pig in the City, the voice actor was Chucky from the Rugrats. Oh, so the pig oh. was swapped over no by two Rugrats voice actors from oh, from babe to babe. It's been a bit hardened by the city. Chucky <laughs> came in. <laughs> he was always the older one, wasn't he? Babe, pig in the city is harrowing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's yeah. it it a weird ass movie. Yeah, it's really it's pretty messed up. Um, kind of weird that Chucky was like hanging out with babies, wasn't it? <laughs> what was he two? He was like, two. famously two. Yeah. Angelica was older, and she was still hanging out. Yeah, yeah, she, was yeah. <laughs> she was a bully. She was a bully. She was a bully. And yeah. Chucky was a bit of a wester, to be fair. It was a bit of a. Anyway. Really, um, the, 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 the um, kind of um, 
successors of the Little Rascal label. Segway. I think referring to children as wetters is going to be quite a good little. <laughs> we did that a lot in our Goonies episode as well. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of insulting child actors and uh, children in general, I think, in this episode. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll start. <laughs> I, when it starts and you realise it's all going to be children, <laughs> like, oh, no. I, like, I really felt like a stone in my stomach. Honestly, you realise that that point. There is really nothing in this film for adults. There's <laughs> really, really nothing at all for us. Being presented with no escape whatsoever. Yeah. And it's like watching the children acting and their eyes are darting all over the place. Some of them are mouthing each other's yeah. lines. It's like it's their eyes bike in the lens. lens. Yeah. It's like how when you watch an SNL sketch, everyone they're, they're looking like just off camera because they're reading the cue cards. Yeah. The, the kids in the movie are just like that. You can tell well, it's it, like... It felt to me a bit like, you know when it's really cold outside and like your hands are really like stiff and numb and everything like turning a key in the door is kind of hard yeah and like undoing a like a bike lock or something and like just seeing little kids try and get their next line out means there's no flow to anything because it's really frustrating to watch a kid just about get their mouth around oh, some lines and it's yeah. just agonizing and particularly since the things they're saying as well are like adult phrases yeah. and things that kids wouldn't say anyway it's still yeah. an unfamiliarity yeah. <laughs> this is a very very good segue back into my next point this silent is... Aaron didn't have to bother with that <laughs> <laughs> the shorts were originally billed as being about a group of quote unquote poor neighborhood children and the mm. various scrapes and misadventures they get into, often at odds with snobbish rich kids, i.e., mm. Waldo okay. in this movie, mm. officious okay. adults, parents, and other uh, adversarial authority figures. Uh, but crucially, Roach and the original director, Robert F. McGowan, worked hard to keep the kids' performances unaffected and raw instead of having them inf- uh, inflect and imitate adult styles. Oh so it's quite an interesting the exact opposite counterpoint of what this film is doing. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> just bringing said. in like so many adult tropes. <laughs> it's also worth noting is we watched uh, I think the first ever short before this podcast, mm. right? Mm. And we noticed that it broke new ground by portraying white and black children interacting. Mm. And this was amidst mm. the Jim Crow era of racial segregation in the US. Mm. So I think Twenty Two was the first short. Um, and even though the characterizations of the black characters have been uh, called stereotypical and offensive in intervening years. Mm-hmm. At uh, the time, at the, maybe yeah. And uh, the claim has been made that all the characters played to certain stereotypes. So it's hard. I mean, I haven't seen mm-hmm. anywhere near enough. Yeah, I've seen yeah. one short, so it's not really enough. To <laughs> I've seen two. Go on. <laughs> what do you think, Jack? <laughs> As our resident our gang expert. Hey, let's us <laughs> four white men discuss this. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, it was quite interesting seeing the mix of because I so we watched a silent one together mm-hmm. and then I watched the sound one afterwards, and it really looks like the casting of the movie was done basically who looks most Visually. like the oh, people okay. who were in the original shorts, but particularly particularly uh, Spanky is it and yeah. Alfalfa yeah. a very and Darla mm. looked very similar to the original casting because uh, they don't quite I would say. In, in the short that I watched, Alfalfa was definitely the biggest performer in terms yeah. of like giving size. And they definitely mirrored that in the movie uh-huh. because he kind of takes over and gives the most energetic performance, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And in the same way, Spanky is quite subdued. And it's, it's weird to call it a child's <laughs> 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 Nuanced. <laughs> but I thought, like, yeah, it seems to... And may, maybe there is, a, or in 1994 in America, great awareness for like the brand of our gang, yeah. mm. kind of greater than we have now. 
but definitely felt like it was being very, very loyal yeah. to that original series of films almost to a fault. <laughs> yeah, no, like the, something yeah. you said when we were watching it, it's like, who's that for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Definitely. So uh, there were 220 short films in total, Ooh. as well as the feature film spin-off General Spanky in 1936. Whoa, that sounds awesome! <laughs> it's also worth noting that um, Ernie Morrison, who was... Um, who did Ernie Morrison play? I'm not entirely sure. He was the first black actor signed to a long-term contract in Hollywood history and the first major black star in Hollywood. Which nice. Is, uh, you know. Props. Props. <laughs> uh, these shorts were syndicated on TV throughout the back half of the 20th century as the Little Rascals, ah. with various uh, producers okay. and our gang alumni, a recurring theme, Trying to relaunch it as a TV series, oh, really? failed wow. pilots. Yeah, so they try like in the seventies, like sixties and seventies, trying to make pilots to launch a new right. series. Never quite right. took off. Um, from eighty two to eighty four, Hanna Barbera produced a Saturday morning cartoon version of oh, Little Rascals, <laughs> which I would imagine is what brought it to the forefront of minds of eighties kids and yeah. the Amblin. I imagine that is what caught the. I would have thought, mm. especially in this post Flintstones world. <laughs> That's what would have caught Kennedy and Turner and Spielberg's uh, attentions. Whatever it was, and there's not an awful lot. <laughs> L- listeners, if you do fancy uh, looking at the Wikipedia page of the film, <laughs> there's, there's very, very little, little in the production <laughs> notes section, save for what I'm going to get onto shortly. Uh, but I don't really know how the film initially got going, but eventually, once it had, it fell into the lap of Penelope Spheris who was fresh off the film adaptation of 1970s sitcom The Beverly Hillbillies. Uh, I said she's had a pretty interesting career. She, sort yes. of, she began making short films for Albert Brooks before moving on to the epic punk documentary trilogy uh, The Decline of Western Civilization. Uh, and she had this countercultural film streak in the 80s, lots of sort of punk lovers on the lam and punk gangs in a state of war and, you know, punk wrong men in the wrong place a lot of sort of punk based uh, genre movies Sounds like in the it, 80s yeah. and, then, and also she was offered uh, to direct Spinal Tap in 1984 and she know. turned it down yeah um, before eventually making it into the mainstream with 1990's Wayne's World and that is a bit of a, a fulcrum point for her because before that she had this punk counterculture credit and after that she had Beverly Hillbillies and, and then this uh, and then together with Paul Gray and Stephen Mazur, who had their writing debut with this movie, and who went on to write... <laughs> do you know what it is, Andrew? I'm going to let you say <laughs> Liar, liar. Yeah. Oh, hey, a real <laughs> Glenn Godion household. And you bought staple. that for me for my birthday once on DVD. That, <laughs> yes. You bought that for me on DVD, and then that is the DVD that gave me the mumps. Oh, <laughs> no. I went to your house I to see you to pick up <laughs> <laughs> I don't live in the Victorian uh, area, so I didn't get yeah, that. You stood on the doors and gave me the DVD. 
Did I have mumps at that point? Yeah, you had mumps. You had mumps. You had mumps. How did you get mumps? What is it worth? You had mumps on one side, then I had mumps on both sides. What I heard was. How did you put it on a DVD? That's what I'm interested in. Well, it's it's like airborne. I used to work in a food and beverage outlet. I used to work in the sandwich shop and the coffee shop in the SQ. How many students did I give mumps to? Half the campus got But apparently it was the hockey team, the returning hockey It's always the hockey team. Hockey or tennis, one of those ball bat sports. I got it and gave it to you. And previous guest, Nicole Davis. No, hang on, did she get mumps? No, she is the one who. She thought she was going to get mumps because you told her she got mumps. I went to a. I went to. We can, cut all, we can cut all of this. This is for us. No, keep it, keep it, keep it. We went to, I, I went to, at, like, it was our final week of lectures, <laughs> and I knew I had a lump on my neck. Oh, I thought, yeah, oh, this is a bit weird. So I came to the lecture still, and I was talking to you guys, hey, guys, I've got a weird lump here. Well, I wonder what this is. And then as soon as Nicole came in, she pointed at me and said, ah, you've got mumps. Get out of here, get out of here. Oh, my here. God, she knew straight away. I, I remember that. I was, I was there. I, I was stood next to you, and I was like, yeah. Oh. Did you feel shame in that? I moment? did. I did. <laughs> yeah, shame. Then you, then you mumped me. <laughs> <laughs> you mumped us all. Delicious. Via a liar, liar DVD. <laughs> so, such a malicious way to give mumps. Who <laughs> uh, would go on to write liar, liar and heartbreakers? Oh, uh, is that the Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, That's a so the three movie. of them worked yeah, on. Yeah, I quite like that movie. <laughs> the three of them worked on the script. Which, uh, as you pointed out earlier, updated the setting to 1994 LA mm. and reinterpreted many of the original shorts. Filming took place from 11th of January 1994 to April the 6th of the same year. Uh, apparently. Good turnaround. Yeah, pretty. Well, it's out in August. Yeah. <laughs> now, it, it's pretty surprising given the child labour laws and how many kids are in this movie. I imagine many of those were overlooked. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, this is quite an interesting. This, uh, this is again IMDb trivia, so it's unverified. Yeah. But it's, yeah. mm-hmm. apparently, uh, before filming every day, Spirius would hug each of the child actors to help engender closeness and trust in the group. Aww, Although she still faced the challenge of her young performers struggling to remember and say their lines properly. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. Can <laughs> you so imagine? Surprising. Honestly, can you imagine? Because <laughs> I mean, as we said in the Goonies episode, there's that yeah. element of chaos. That's one thing when you're dealing with teenagers, but. To t- yeah. wind the clock back about five, six, seven years. You can years. see them losing focus. You can, yeah. Scene, yeah. The show. Every one of them within 30 <laughs> seconds. The, the first Amblin blooper reel over the end credits <laughs> yeah, demonstrated yeah. there was many a moment where they were yeah. spiking the camera. <laughs> getting their lines. <laughs> it's quite so she directed Beverly Hillbillies as well, yeah. which was a remake of, of a, a TV show. TV yeah. show. Yeah. And then your previous episode being the Flintstones. Yes. Yes. That's yeah, another yeah. like sort of sixties yeah, revival yeah. thing. And so there so was it's a really real something in the air of let's make the stuff that we grew up that's with. Well, that's that's the nice quite thing. Close yeah. to Casper as well. Yeah. 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 So, there was yeah. a lot of and yeah, it's not Amblin, but Adam Stanley was speaking about that a lot yeah. in the previous episode. Zorro to an extent yeah. as well. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Or a lot of that nineteen sixties. But sitcom now it's sort of yeah, similar yeah. now to how we're talking about rebooting exactly, Ghostbusters. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like people filmmakers want to make what they watch just mm. even, even the bloody nineties stuff. Chippendale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> 
what try. would you uh, <laughs> do oh, a feature adaptation of in your childhood? <laughs> uh, what well, we, we think we spoke about it, actually. Did it'd we? be, um, I think you and I have, have discussed this in the past, Andy. It'd be the Demon Headmaster. Oh, oh yeah, we did one. Oh, the, the CDBC yeah. late night yeah, discussion. I think, I think that'd work really yeah, well. Yeah, actually. yeah, that'd, that'd be really good. good. Uh, mine would be a uh, stop motion, like live stop motion animation of the Brave Little Toaster. What a deeply existential film. Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine like a Guillermo del Toro like really creepy yeah, yeah. like puppet toaster like a kind of faded chrome toaster just wandering through the forest at night oh, oh it's so sad oh, yeah. just going like this <laughs> do you have an answer Jack? Uh, I want to know what Morph is up to. I want to know. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. You want yeah. more, more, more. more. smart. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 Why not? I'm doing a hardcore R-rated reboot of Street Sharks. Yeah, <laughs> Street Sharks. <laughs> yeah. Starring Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. It's gotta be Vin Diesel. It's gotta be. And maybe John Cena. John Cena's in there. I don't know. We'll get some boys and boys. <laughs> I have a really you weird have story about Street yeah. Sharks. Slice dad <laughs> when i was younger i remember in the days when i used to pray to god um i remember seeing like a uh, advert for street sharks and i wanted to buy like the, like the vhs tape of it and like the toys and my mum didn't like it because it just seemed too violent on, <laughs> yeah. on the thing and my i one day i actually prayed to god can you send me the tapes and toys of street sharks one day <laughs> i did that a lot i didn't grow up in a religious yeah, household yeah. but it felt I like did, almost like a little cheat code that you yeah. could do yeah. was yeah. Like, oh, down up down left right because <laughs> your hierarchies go like right mum and dad won't let me do it who's, yeah. who's higher than that I'm getting like my teachers but who's higher than that it's God. not Christmas so I can't ask Santa yeah. 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 Christmas, yeah. I used to pray because you know I used to be obsessed with shrinking movies and I still am to a yeah. large degree Ironically, <laughs> I used to pray to God for a shrinking machine. Wow. <laughs> I used to pray to God. That's not working out. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. Christmas, buddy. I haven't yet made six foot, so. Why did you want to be shrunk? What did you think? I, know, I wanted good to about be it? able to shrink. Yeah, you I just think, I think that's the, the option. option. <laughs> I want to, to shrink and be shrunk. But did you have any plans for what you would do? Once I think shrunk? I loved. I was big into the borrow. I mean, I know the borrow is not a shrinking film per se, but it's about little, little tiny. People. People. Yeah. I like the Small idea of seeing <laughs> things in my room from a larger. Yeah, yeah. I know definitely what I mean. Like kind of picking up a needle and using it. Yeah. 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 Mainly what it was. Yeah, it was. I had loads of like a Fisher Price. Remember Fisher Price toys? Fisher Price castle. I think we probably had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had yeah, little, little, fun little toy cars, yeah, and yeah, I used to yeah. want this to be able to sit in them. I can um, exactly. What what's the what's the maybe it's the bar maybe it is the borrowers when they mm. go in they go in one of the toys. Yeah, they the do get in a little like a roller skate car. I'd be surprised. Like a jet powered roller skate car. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, no, it's actually yeah, it's um, it is honey we shrink ourselves that I'm thinking of. They get into one of the toy cars and honey we shrink ourselves. Bug hall, bug hall, baby. I'm nearing the end. Wait, can we just go back to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids makes sense as a sentence to say out loud. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. The only answer you can do to that is I know. Like, what are you talking about? Honey, we, and it's like, we, us, I wasn't part of this. It's like they took every single word and yeah. just like alternated it. <laughs> Honey? Honey? We have Honey. our shrinking oh, 
kids, we shrunk Oz. <laughs> Honey? Honey. Honey, they shrunk. Me. <laughs> you. It's go. no wonder Honey's, that the new one is just Honey, called shrunk. You. <laughs> Honey, they shrunk you. They've done away with all the syntax nightmare. Shrunk. Oh. Um, so, um, to, to bring this back to the only bit of production information that's actually on Wikipedia, um, the son of oh, the original yeah. Buckwheat, the actor Bill Thomas Jr., son of Bill Thomas, was invited to visit the set after contacting the studio, so he had to reach out before oh, he was invited. Oh, so they invited. didn't reach out to him at nope. any point? But found that he felt the filmmakers didn't want him or any of the other surviving cast members involved in any production capacity. Come on, guys. He was particularly incensed, uh, seeing as Spheris previously made a point of including Beverly Hillbilly's cast member Buddy Ebsen in her 1993 film mm. uh, Eugene Jackson, the original Pineapple, who I don't think was in this movie, Pineapple. I don't recall a pineapple in this film. No, no I didn't see one. Uh, tried to contact the studio. With the names. <laughs> <laughs> this is a quote from Eugene Jackson. It's real cold. They have no respect for the old timers. At least they could have recognized some of the living legends surviving from the first film. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's all we have uh, in terms of production information on. Uh, and it was, it was replicated on IMDb Trivia as well. Uh, in terms of its release, uh, it came out uh, in um, uh, August, August something or other, something nineteen ninety four to pretty poor reviews. Yeah. Although it got an A minus on the cinema score. Oh, what what did the moolah say? Uh, they rake in for this. The moolah said that on a budget of six. Actually, the budget information is not here. Uh, the the overall box office haul was sixty seven point three million dollars. Um, and it made ten million in its North American box office during the opening weekend, which hmm. I, 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 not knowing a budget. Yeah. Got the me and Seb have the, uh, <laughs> oh, the, the, the the chart for that weekend. Okay, give us a little breakdown. What, what was the what was the weekend? What was the date? So um, the weekend was the August fifth to seventh, nineteen ninety four weekend. Okay. Um, it opened in fourth behind Holdovers Forrest Gump at number three, oh, yeah. which grossed 14.1. Can't be Gump. It can't no. be the Gump. Um, also, a holdover in second place was The Mask with <sighs> 15.2 million uh, in its second week. And number one um, was another new entry that week. Um, Let me guess. Okay. Uh, Nightmare 4. Late summer release, nineteen ninety four. Um, the Harrison Ford Jack Ryan adventure movie. Cool, Clear and present, present danger. danger. Good movie. It is good a good movie. movie. And that grossed twenty point three mm. million that weekend. So over double what the wow. Little Rascals did. Well, the Little Rascals <laughs> budget was apparently twenty three million. So okay. sixty seven total. All I imagine. They're looking to break a hundred, yeah, and not particularly impressive. And yeah, and most of that was, I believe, domestic. I think about fifty of that was domestic. I'd imagine so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't imagine it travels very well. It's free Americana. No. Yeah. I don't. So well, yeah, I'm much just, like the I'm dinosaur boom of '93. Like much like the dinosaur boom of '93 meant that we're back is a weird little relic that fell through the cracks of history. I feel like the 
sort of um, mid 20th century Americana nostalgia meant that this mm. movie has had no real, particularly over on these shores, yes. has had no real. Although it did have a direct impact. DVD sequel in 2014. 2014? It's like Joe Dirt. So I guess the question I want to open the floor with is that what was your guys' knowledge of The Little Rascals as a thing before mm. this podcast episode? If indeed there was any beyond us saying to you guys, do you want to come on the podcast and talk? <laughs> <laughs> um, that, well, you asked for it, Jack. Well, no, I think we kind Big of went head. through them film by film yeah. until you said you had a slot for it. Because I'm just building up to the house of a clock. <laughs> that's what I really want to do. Uh, my, my knowledge was, we mentioned it before, literally that Simpsons bit where Mo says yeah. that he was yeah. in The Little Rascals. He and killed the original one. And now, Balfour was an orphan owned by the studio, <laughs> which is uh, one of the Simpsons Golden Age. Uh, <laughs> I like gags. I what about you, Sam? Mine is just probably a composite of. I, I feel like I felt like I'd watched it. Yeah, it's a composite of like scenes from like Beethoven crossed with like Goonies crossed with like Dennis the mm. Menace. Um, so I That's felt like one, I'd yeah. done the job. I felt like I'd done the work of watching it whilst never having actually watched yeah. it. I just feel like I'd already been there. Um, <laughs> yeah, really, other than that, really nothing, actually. I didn't realise how banal it was. <laughs> yeah. The tune is very memorable. Is it? I'm not sure that I can hum it. It's a dirge. When you hear it, you go, oh, yeah. But then when you have to, like, recreate it yourself it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's the Simpsons theme <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, yeah the Little Rascals to me is something I've never really ever paid much attention yeah. to yeah. Um, I think I've maybe seen it on a Wikipedia article from looking at <laughs> Penelope Spheris because I do like Wayne's World a lot yeah yeah um, she's, she's interesting mm. as a Pop cultural figure. I just don't quite know how, know how she ends up here. <laughs> and like, after, after this, it only gets worse for her. After this, you have uh, Black Sheep, <laughs> which is a 1996 Chris Farley David Spade vehicle. Ah, that sounds great. <laughs> then, she, then she has. I'm looking at the poster that is, now. That is a 96 relic <laughs> if I ever heard yeah. on. <laughs> and then she's got a 1998 Senseless, which is a Marlon Wayans uh, David Spade again vehicle. And then she has. So she gets it kind of in with like the SNL crowd. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then in 2005, uh, Tom Arnold makes a return. She has a Tom Arnold vehicle. Uh, and then her final film is Balls to the Wall from 2011, that which uh, stars no one of note. And it's quite a shame because she is still, you know, still around. Did she go back to documentaries at all? No, she didn't really. She just she stopped, I guess. I don't know what she did. She was on Mark Maron. Mark Maron? Oh, yeah. Mark Maron's WTF in 2015. But that's I have the last recorded <laughs> <laughs> mention of her, as far as I can tell. Do you like pickles? I think they stink. I love pickles. My mother makes me eat them. I'm crazy about them. I'll sell you my pickles for a nickel. How about two cents? Okay. I have two pickles, I have two pickles, I have two pickles today. Hey, hey, do they delete a boy and bing big old I have two pickles today, today. 
So what was every, uh, just sort of initial knee-jerk baseline reactions? What, what, was, what were everyone <laughs> Work around the table. <laughs> Starting with you, Jack. Well, I did mention just as soon as you realise it's all going to be children. Yeah, yeah. And also, if Andy, I think you were saying that it's basically derives a lot of its set pieces from the original short. Yeah. And I feel like you've seen all of those bits before in other media. Like the yeah. fish hooks getting caught and the kids putting yeah, each other yeah. over there. And um, I quite like that fire sequence though. That was exciting. That's pretty cool. Firefighting yeah. sequence. Yeah. Bit of, picks uh, up the hose and flies in the air. Yeah. Although what? he's not pointing it at the ground, so it, it makes no it's, sense. It, 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 Physics-wise, it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the old John Carter syndrome. Yes, yeah, yeah. You come to make your thing despite the fact that you're based on a thing that's been around for so long that mm. everyone else has kind of copied it and it's all watered down by the point yeah. that actually yeah. gets to you mm. building it and bring it to fruition. Um, so yeah, I just like, I just found it. I knew, I had a funny feeling from like building up into this episode, I'd watched uh, the trailer, <laughs> just the trailer alone, yeah. just made me go, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be hard because, like, part of the Amblin brand is is this. Whilst you do have these big family blockbusters that are more mm-hmm. broad across, like, kind of the age spectrum that it's that they're aimed towards, and then you also have these prestige dramas. Another element of it is these kind of um, very much kid targeted yeah. products, mm-hmm. and like this is one that I just feel like it's so hard to really get a hook into if you don't have a nostalgic attachment to it. It's really hard and quite trying. It's a particular milieu as well that we just, now us sitting here in London in 2022 just have no connection to that. This feels like almost the beginning, maybe a few years before this, but making films that are simultaneously for kids and adults. Mm. So playing on nostalgia, but also having gags which are essentially understandable for a child. Yeah. Which is essentially now what all films are. Mm. <laughs> all films are little rascals. <laughs> but what about you, Sarah? I'm very curious to hear your... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were very vocal. We all watched it together, listeners. It was a Literally real joy. Yeah. 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 Right before like the recording. So. Rush them right. It was <laughs> a, real, a real joy to, <laughs> to watch it with you guys for the first time. Um, I think for me, the general take was... Um, it having like to go back to the the um, the daddy daycare uh, analogy. <laughs> <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't take me back. <laughs> don't take me back. Um, just to have something having all the markers of something you think you'd enjoy, either yeah. as a kid or as an adult, mm. and yet just not ever finding any of it in its hollowness. <laughs> and I think like watching, I, I think one of the big problems it has is like the problem of, of its setting and time mm. and place. But like. Because it's just set in this kind of like nondescript, like yesteryear sort of like yeah. something. It's it's kind of like shabby uh, suburbia mixed with a bit of nature with a city yeah. skyline in the background. For that reason, nothing ever quite settles into itself. Like not the costume, not the dialogue, not the kids. Like if you compare it to like um, uh, Bugsy Malone or like any other kids film, like that's just knows exactly where it is and what it is. Yeah. It's like forties mm. gangland art deco. Uh, this one was just kind of like 
scrappy hard yeah. of a <laughs> film yeah. and um yeah it's, it's the certain things might have worked like the costume was cool but it was like yeah. why is that there why is that now <laughs> yeah. city could have been cool it's like why is that now why are they fishing now suddenly yeah. in some green pontoon? yeah um, why are they in mark twain country yeah <laughs> why is donald trump here, yeah. <laughs> why is trump here? <laughs> on some bleachers Slime why was he watching his yeah. kid in the race <laughs> sorry <laughs> watched it <laughs> and just whoopy but goldberg literally there to just go fun I'm here too. <laughs> it's is, it is funny because the, the the only line that Trump has in the movie is um like, something like you're the best son or father can ask yeah, for. It's very funny. It's very funny imagining combined. Eric and Donald Jr. watching this movie thinking, oh, I, I wish my dad would say that to me one day. <laughs> Oh, Bertha cheated. <laughs> <laughs> but also, this is the first time I think Trump's played a character and yeah. not Donald yeah, Trump in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Still yeah. very yeah. Trump. He played himself in Fresh Prince, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He when he was on SNL, did he play any characters? <laughs> <laughs> ah. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it just appears oh, in the. Oh, my God. Californians or whatever. I suppose I should be the voice of slightly softer peddling with this film. Because only I, if you want to be. No, no. I, I, <laughs> watching the film, it was nice to watch it with you guys. And it's a film that I glimpsed in, in bits and in like fits and starts when I was younger. And it does, it, it like it pointed towards an alternative universe because it, it cobbles together so many childhood Josh favourites, like the sort of child empowerment fantasy of. Macaulay Culkin vehicle like Uncle Buck or Richie Rich or Ooh, Home Alone the Holy Grail <laughs> or um, another example lined up but I've forgotten it now but he, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> Josh Glenn Charles and he pointed to this alternate universe in which I watched it as a kid and I felt this kind of proxy fondness for it imagining that I had mm. seen it as a kid and I could see what in the film would have appealed to me as a kid mm. and I did feel this weird Sort of deferred, inappropriate. I, like, I kind un- of agree in spurts. And fondness for it. Cause, like, Does that make any sense? Yeah. And kind of like what you were saying there, is that, like, you were mentioning that like, certain bits that are inspired by mm. other sketches that you might have seen mm. or like seen kind of riffed on. You do kind of get that sense of, like, oh, that's that's a good bit. I recognize yeah. that as quite mm. a classic joke. That's set up well. That's. Yeah. yeah, it just it feels like a relic mm. in so many ways. Mm. The, the Trump cameo and yeah. a lot of the cultural kids standing on other shoulders, yeah, big shoulders yeah. and a giant. Actually, you've never seen that in that. Yeah. Was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. What was what were you you guys' favorite bits? Yes. Well, no, so, I mean, bits one of, of my capital B. <laughs> one of my one of my notes is to ask the boys the one moment they because we all had one moment that we laughed at, and one of my notes is to ask the boys what's the one moment they laughed at. For me, it was it was it was seeing that three kids in a trench coat joke in the yeah. wild yeah. and then the payoff when they come out of the bank and there's <laughs> yeah. two identical guys <laughs> walking in that was a really good <laughs> 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 what, what about you guys? Um, for me it was duck and a buck just to describe it <laughs> the, the, two, the two of the rascals that are meant to be uh, guarding the gang's car they get duped by two kind of like rival punk rascals um, the into leaving rascals. the leather clad rascals <laughs> into leaving their watch because they start chasing a duck that's got a buck tied around its ankle 
And then, <laughs> not only that, is that incredible? That really piqued our interest. And then the little kid, what's the character's name? Tuktiski or... T- oh, Buckwheat. Buckwheat. Oh, Buckwheat. Buckwheat. Yeah. MVP Buckwheat. of the movie. MVP of the movie sings this like beautiful little rap. And that was like one part where I was like, the little kid cuteness really actually got to me. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that's cute and really good. Fair yeah. play. Yeah. I really, I yeah. really like that. To be fair to Porky and Buckwheat, they're, they're pretty solid. That. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ross Bagley, Nicky from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> yeah, this kid, yeah, this kid was well trained. Mm-hmm. He was on, great. On, 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 yeah. So, yeah, duck on the bus. <laughs> what about you, Andy? I think for me, it's Alfalfa and Spanky and Drag. That was amazing. And then they started doing performances. But the best you've been yeah. in this film is Spanky's exponentially better when he's in drag. Yeah, it did have like a some like it hot, real yeah, kind of like yeah, wacky, yeah, yeah. zany kind of larger life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, no. <laughs> We're now part of a ballet routine led by Leah Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, fantasy of mine. <laughs> My favourite bit is when Alfalfa and Darla kiss and it cuts to a big pair of dog nuts. <laughs> right, I'm glad this has come up. Yeah. Let's talk about the Someone's dog nuts. it. Not the only thing that's uh, coming Andy, up. Andy, Alfalfa's hair. Andy, oh. if you can edit in the jingle for dog nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I assume this is something you do. And... <laughs> so, the, the, so the dog nut, dog nut problem of this film. Yeah. Every time something kind of, uh, sort of quasi or even overtly sexual is about to happen, like a kiss between the protagonists, it cuts to either an angry dog or some dog's testicles. I think that was like we a We do theme. need to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> dogs yeah. pop up every, every time there's about to be a romantic moment. You just cuts to a dog. <laughs> Described it as Lars von Trier-esque. Yeah. Uh, there is something yeah. weird Or, like, or something... like Bergman. You know how an, when an animal appears, it's never for no reason. It's like the animal is an expression of the repressed sexual drives of whatever's going on in the film. I will Love say it. a bit that I, d- I didn't like. Was um, when Alfalfa's cowlick would doing oh, oh, yeah. and it was yeah. referred to twice, twice as like an erection. Yeah. Is that a cowlick or are you just ha- pleased to see me? Yeah, yeah. Not okay exactly. for a grown woman Rima, to be saying to a child. And they kiss and they go doing, but and then Spanky's like, yeah, oh, but you put one on the other cheek to balance it out. I don't know why. Yeah, forget about it. But, but there's something deeply unsettling about the yeah. whole... One, the whole setup, because, like... And this is a question that Jack posed whilst mm. we were watching it. Mm. He was like, I want everyone to think about what the theme is. And for me, the theme is really the... is gender dynamics. And mm. what the kind of relationship that... Um, particularly your perception when you're younger, you have towards the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. And how that can affect your behaviours. Mm. That's something that... and. This film almost grapples with that idea of like being like, oh, this is just kind of silly child play and you have to learn to kind of mm. grow above that. But like, there's also a lot of points in this where I'm like, these kids are going to be deeply troubled. I think that's the most consistent theme, definitely. Yeah, and it's yeah. a kind of thing which I feel like if you saw their parents and how they behaved, maybe would become an even stronger theme, but they yeah. were just so committed to pay homage yeah. to the originals and have this world populated by children. There is, there is that one, that oh, montage oh. when Spanky and uh, Alfalfa fall out and they both go to their respective parents' homes to call for them. 
and the dads both come out and they're the identical. That's a good yeah. gag. So I wonder That's if the theme gag. of this film might be like learned behaviours and how they're passed down uh, generationally. Yeah, yeah, how you yeah, like yeah, fall into these class about, and uh, gender. Kind of like, he's like saying about like our um, macho. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just like there's too much of a kind of like sadness in the way Spanky's saying that even at the end that I'm like that guy's going to be a rotter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a real rotter <laughs> but it is it is class I feel like the, uh, certainly the originals first and foremost were very very class based mm. they I to, think uh, that gets a bit muddled here because, yeah. because yeah. you don't see too many of their uh, where they come from no all and their clothes like, are yeah, completely they're all, they're all, they're all suburban yeah. kids like, they're, yeah. they're not sort of it's the discernible suburbs, maybe lower mm. middle class. It doesn't seem like yeah. it's a particularly working class, yeah. but it's like ostensibly it wants. But even to the point yeah. that they clearly built a soapbox that has an engine. Not too poor. Parents are all middle managers. And very negligent. <laughs> they live in a lawless land very where Judge Spanky is putting death sentences to individuals in the group. <laughs> so, um, can I do my game that I've prepared? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, what it requires first is for you all to say, which little rascal do you think you are? You think you are. Yeah. Uh, what would you you're looking at the little rascals and uh, maybe rattle through a few of them just to remind you so okay so we have we have we have spanky we have alfalfa yeah we have stymie we have froggy we have porky we have buckwheat we have uh-huh we have butch <laughs> we have butch is an uh woim we have waldo we have which is probably enough. I think it's yeah. to thin out. <laughs> it's some warm to the bad guys as well. Oh, they count oh, it yeah. as a little rascal because they're rascals. They're part but of the what, what, what's your, what does your heart say, Josh? Who are you? It's a good question. It is a good question. I, hmm. I, I, I do, and this is not a sort of protagonist syndrome, but I do feel like Alfalfa. Okay. I do feel a certain yeah. kinship with Alfalfa. You need to put that quick down. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, boys. I'm trying to keep a lid on it, but yeah, I was very excited with this conversation. <laughs> Pleased to see you all. Um, Andy? Um, I'm going to go with buckwheat mainly for the fact that I really love pickles. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you can you sing. You sing. Thank you. Yeah, you sing a good, a good pickle tune. I can see you singing about pickles in your car. Um, Seb? Um... I'd like to have been Buckwheat, but I you think could, I'd have been buck, Buckwheat. But I'd have been right. Buckwheat's friend, I think. He was quite Porky. simple. Porky, yeah. <laughs> think they just enjoyed chilling out yeah. together. I'm one or the other. Okay. The only yeah. reason I'm not going Porky is because he doesn't like pickles, and I can't, I can't hide that truth from myself. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't like pickles, but he does like a duck and a buck. And I <laughs> a duck and a buck. And they do set up a pickle trap. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm going to now those. scientifically tell you which. Oh, okay. Which you are through a method devised. Uh, this is by why you're a... the first uh, free time guest, Jet Buckley. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know how to use Google. Um, okay, I want you all to answer these questions. I'm going to ask you a question, and okay. you're going to, and I'm going to give a multiple choice selection. So first up, do you consider yourself a leader? A. I was born to lead. B. I'm pretty easygoing, but I'll step up if I have to. C. I'd rather just go with the flow. Who's who's going? For, are, we, are we taking it in turn? We'll go. Right? We'll go. We'll go. Josh, Andy, Seth. Okay. Uh, B. I'll go B. I'll go B. I'll go B. Do for yourself as well, Jeff. No, I'm not in the film because the film's bad and I'm good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Andy, do you consider yourself a leader? I was born to lead, pretty easygoing, or I'd rather just go with the flow. 
Ralph just gave a flare if I'm being totally honest yeah, okay. with myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the question Were you again? born to lead? I'm pretty easy going, but I'll step up if I have to. Or I'd rather just go with the flow. I'd rather just go with the flow. I'd rather just go with the flow. <laughs> Strongly <laughs> agree, agree, disagree. <laughs> <laughs> All, All the same. All the same. Josh, how do you feel about love? Ooh. I love love. So A, I love love. B, I believe in love, but I haven't found it yet. C, I try not to think about matters of the heart. D, love ruins everything. Josh, bear in mind. We're Seeing in house, my you're living with your partner. Hopefully my girlfriend's an airshot. I love love. You love love. And we, no, I but I mean I, that. I, I think I, I do mean that. I love love. You love love. I love Seb. Love. I love love. <laughs> and, and ducks and bucks. <laughs> Is that a question? <laughs> and pickles. <laughs> Josh, I'm dying to know what's it like at your house around dinner time. Oh. I'm looking for someone else's food to take from the fridge. I'm in the kitchen cooking. I'm rallying everyone to come sit at the table. I'm eating leftovers. I'm going to eat out. Well, how many options were there? There's five. Looking for someone else's quiz. food to take from the fridge. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen cooking. I'm rallying everyone to come sit at the table. I'm eating leftovers. Well, I feel I'm like... These two boys are more in the kitchen. I think I'm rallying everyone to come sit at the table. Yeah, you are. You are. You've, sat, you've, laid, you've laid the table. Yeah. yeah. Andy? I'm in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, you're in the kitchen cooking. Seb, you're in the kitchen cooking. Yeah, kitchen cooking, please. Okay, excellent. Um, okay, just uh, 30 more to go. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, do you like to talk, Josh? You can't shut me up. I'm good at talking my way out of trouble. I'd rather sing than talk. I'd rather keep quiet. I'd rather keep quiet. Keep uh, ironic that I've got a podcast, but I normally, <laughs> in everyday life, I'm not a motor mouth. Andy? I'd rather sing! <laughs> <laughs> and Seb? Uh, you sing it again? Uh, you can't shut me up. Always the same. Talking about me out of trouble. I'd rather sing than talk. I'd rather keep quiet. You can't shut me up. <laughs> you can't shut him up. Yeah. It's classic buckwheat behaviour, that is. <laughs> uh, okay, Josh. Who knows the real you? Pretty much everyone. I'm an open book. Yeah. I keep myself. That. No, no, that. <laughs> the first one. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've been told, like, at work I've been told I need to close the book I a little bit. And on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we need some more mystery, Glenn. <laughs> Andy, Andy. I'll, I'll hear the other options. Who knows the real you? Pretty much everyone. I'm an open book. I keep myself... I keep to myself, just my close friends and family members, no one. I don't let anyone get too close. Ooh, or I don't even know myself. This is getting oh. a little bit deeper than I expected. Oh, <laughs> Quizonzimbio.com. <laughs> um, I feel I'm a pretty open book. Yeah, pretty open book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I go open book as well. Three open books. Look at us. Three open books. Bloody library in here. <laughs> um, my best accessory is... Josh Pickles. My awesome hair. A fantastic hat, a pretty dress, a hardcore leather jacket, or some sweet spectacles. No, I, well, I grew my hair over lockdown. I'm quite proud of it, and I yeah, do enjoy it. So, use it, honey. Use what you. Andy, got. your awesome hair, your fantastic hat, a pretty dress, your hardcore leather jacket, or your sweet, sweet spectacles. I'm somewhere in between the dress and the leather jacket, I feel. <laughs> but an hair doesn't necessarily mean top of your head. You've got a quite big, bushy beard. beard. Well, I'm not sure what that's what it's saying. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go leather jacket. Because go I do own a leather jacket. Seb? <laughs> As a spectacle wearer. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. only one real option for me. Uh, <laughs> okay, we're on yeah. home stretch. Spectacles. Do you know the secret hand signal? Uh, I'm assuming it's a yes or no answer. 
Uh, is it yes, no, maybe? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go... I'm Actually, no, 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 I'll read the answers because it's quite interesting. By instinct is maybe. Of course, I could do it in my sleep. I think so, but sometimes I forget. Not at all, but I want to. These are three very specific answers. I feel like the second one, I think. But I think so, but I forget. Yeah, <laughs> That's like the third one, but you've missed it. Um, Andy. Of not course. at all, but I would like to. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> I go not at all, but I'd like to. Okay. Uh, you find $20 in the street. What uh, do you do? Duck in the back. Well, okay. Are, are, we talking, <laughs> are, we, are we talking like idealistically or in in winter? I, I want to know. Josh Glenn. Josh Glenn. <laughs> no, but like, like right now in, in London in winter Sorry. 2022. Did I stutter? <laughs> right now. You find $20 now in the street. is not necessarily what, what I feel like I should pick, do. Or... Pick it up. Leave it on the ground. Ask the closest person if it's theirs. Pocket it immediately. Give me the opportunity again. Pick it up. Leave it. Ask the closest person if it's theirs. Pocket it. Well, the first one, pick it up, is not. There's no owner there. Ambiguity. It doesn't say. Yeah, I do that. It does actually. I'm just trying to shorten this. It's pick it up and then try and find the right player. I do that and then I give it five minutes, then pocket it. So yeah, first, one, first, one, first one, one, first one, first yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so the cowards, best and the best cowards, cowards way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best of both worlds, right there. I can take it up and pocket it straight away. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Maybe. I'm being honest with myself. The man I'm knows himself. In my the man knows himself. Seb? There's a recession on. Liz Truss's mini budget has screwed us all. I am pocketing that twenty pounds. Thank you very much. I've seen the price of heating and gas. The Tories, the Tories, the Tories. Okay. Two more questions. Three more questions, sorry. <laughs> Who do you want to go on vacation with? My best friends, my family, my girlfriend slash boyfriend, my pet. No one. I need some alone time. I could just get a new cat. Yeah, you would say <laughs> Cleo. My friends. Your friends. Your best so friends. my cat can't hear me. Okay. Uh, Andy, your best friend, your family, your girlfriend, boyfriend, your pet, no one. I'm going with my girlfriend slash boyfriend. Right, I've got to go back with boyfriend. Okay, Seth? Best yeah. friend, family? Girlfriend slash boyfriend. Girlfriend slash boyfriend. Alan. <laughs> uh, here, here we go. This is oddly quite apt for what we were talking about earlier. Pick a rug rat. Tommy. <laughs> what? Tommy, Chucky, Angelica, Phil and Lil. Chucky. Dill, Chucky. Pickles, Stewie Chucky. Pickles, or Raptor the Dinosaur. Chucky. 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 Oh, 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 oh. Chucky. What's what I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Andy. Hear me roar. It's very much. Reptar. Reptar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ne- I nearly yeah, wore yeah, my Reptar yeah. t-shirt today as well. Uh, oh. So, <laughs> Tommy, Chucky, Angelica, Phil and Lil. In a joint ticket, uh, Dee Dee Pickles, Stew <laughs> Pickles, or Reptar. I actually think of the Rockwats. Not again, not to have uh, protagonist syndrome, but I'd be a Tommy. I think yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, I think I'd push him into all. On, yeah, on yeah. a related note, I recently realised that Dill Pickle was called Dill Pickle. Dill Pickle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I do in my heart of hearts feel like the Rugrats movie would hold up pretty well these days. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that in my twenties. It was good. You Is it? You fell asleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Final. Final okay. Question. Oh, I thought that was a final question. No, we're, it's, I had it's, a final question. to it. Pick a little rascal's phrase. Oh. No. How many are there? Four. Okay. <laughs> I think I think all three of you are going to choose the same answer here, but we'll we'll go. Ute. <laughs> what? Ute. Yeah. A zuga. 
Or I got a pickle. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> I want the pickle, please. Uh, you got, got you want the pickle. pickle. Josh, you got the pickle. Hey, okay, we got three hey, rounds I of pickles here. Pick. <laughs> we got three pickles, uh, Garçon. Thank you very much. I'm assuming you also want yeah, the pickle. pickle, pickle, pickle. <laughs> okay. Pickle uh, me up. Okay. Uh, three incredibly surprising answers. <laughs> I must say. Yeah. I think I saw the one that I got, and I'm not quite sure what oh, to no. do with that. No. Oh, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll oh, go. No. So. Seb Jones, yeah, you are Dala. What? No, 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 no. gold digging that. Don't seek out your bottom lip, I'll read. You are just as cute and talented as they come, and oh. you know it. Well, that's true. So enough. you don't tolerate being treated like anything short of a princess. Yeah, Sometimes no, that means you put faith in the wrong people, oh. though. I am. Trusting. In the end, you make things right. I will do, <laughs> even if you have to be a little bit sneaky. Oh, so sneaky. Um. Andy, I like your, uh, your wine. Do you remember wine? Oh, you're the, 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 the ginger. ginger. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not you're even the, the main buddy. You're yeah. the bruiser of the bunch. I'd love oh, to see the algorithm. The that bruiser. <laughs> you're not necessarily the brains behind the devious operations. Sure. I'm assuming that makes you the devious operators, Josh. If we'll, we're we'll talking see about what I get. the House of Amblin. Uh, <laughs> but you're the go-to guy when something needs to get done. But underneath the tough facade, you're really not looking for trouble. In fact, you'd rather jump in a big pile of pig slot and take a punch. <laughs> <laughs> you, Yoshi. That, um, people do often comment on my tough facade. <laughs> and, and Josh, Josh. Yeah. Because I selected leather jacket. Leather jacket. Josh, you are Petey the dog. Yes! <laughs> With That's the one the eye ring! How do I leave my answers point in that direction? You don't say much. But you're always keeping it up, especially when you're like waiting at the dinner table for everyone to sit down. He does beckon them all. Into yeah, it's like true. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Helping friends when they need it, and you look cool while you're doing it. Otherwise, you're a big fan of naps, good grub, and roaming free. Oh shit! Oh, no, that's yeah. completely. I think out of all three of us, that's the fairest. Yeah, that's got they've nailed you down, Joshy. Hell yeah! Really got my toughest side. I so I'm gonna say. Love that. I do um, like that a lot. Also, write in if you think Jack Buckley should do it. <laughs> can we? Um, can Can you send us a link to this and we can post the, the yeah, quiz? Find, yeah, we'll yeah. Like, so find out who, which little rascal you are. Zimbio.com forward slash quiz forward slash W E three T K capital C capital Q capital F X two L forward slash little plus rascals plus character. <laughs> If you missed that, listeners, press the rewind by 30 seconds and on your podcast catcher of choice. I enjoyed that. Something else <laughs> that I would quite like to talk about is that on the, t- <laughs> on the topic of the Little Rascals, which the whole thing is, no, like thinking about the, the, the child actors and particularly in, in the, the Goonies episode, we spoke a lot about what it must have been like to marshal the kids, yeah. these hormonal, excitable adolescent actors. I do wonder what kind of production feat this must have been for Penelope Spheris because tiring <laughs> the, brief, the notes I found on IMDB that sort of said that she tried to create a sense of trust and intimacy but also every day was a struggle getting the kids to remember their lines and not fuck them up you do get a sense watching the film that a lot of the takes are the one take where the kid <laughs> fucked up the least yeah. because even in some like they spike the lens quite a yeah. bit in a way that doesn't seem intentional so I do wonder, like, do you guys have any sympathy towards Spheris and the crew and the, the production they knew of this what film? They were doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not fair. I find um, 
it's a very that particular because how old would you say most of the cast are in that movie? I like guess about seven eight, or eight, maybe yeah. Eight, yeah. Eight, eight or younger. Seven, yeah. seven or eight. It's tough because that's when you start to get personality as a child, yeah, but also yeah. you are ultimately still like very very young. Really and young. so you, I always find that age of child the most difficult to talk to. Yeah. Like I don't know whether to go Google Gaga or do to like put stars? my hand out and yeah. go, my name is Jack. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Do you like? Stars? It's like a little human that's on the cusp of having full sentience, but not quite there. And it's so, the same as like. I feel a bit guilty when you watch people on like America's Got Talent, like a kind of seven-year-old girl who's got like an insanely yeah. good voice. Even if the performance is amazing, you're like, you don't really get what you're doing. No, like someone's no, taught you how no. to like wiggle like your voice like or whatever. Dance mum's show. That's yeah. why, like inherently, the yeah. idea of child actors, I'm a little uncomfortable yeah. with. Yes, <laughs> but I think this does raise a pretty interesting question because there are some. Uh, I think ninety percent of child actors you do get a sense of, but then you have, you know, one in. Point one that the do seem preternaturally talented. I'm like Haley Joel Osment when he was a kid. Yeah. Maybe not so much when he grew up, but when he was a kid in Sixth Sense and AI. He's good in the boys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's great in the boys. In a very, I haven't seen the boys, but like in a very, the, the stuff he does as a kid in like AI and the Sixth Sense. Yeah. yeah, that's not just learned repetition. That is a kid inhabiting this emotional yeah. space. But also, Dakota Fanning in like War of the Worlds and yeah. I would Fire. say that in the instance of those two movies, Sixth Sense and AI, he's meant to be quite eerie and ethereal yeah, and strange mm-hmm. in those performances. It kind of works. He's, he's still I, making choices though he's still doing something that he he, he would appear to be in control Possibly. of I wish I could I remember argue. which actor was saying this but when asked if he would let his kids act and he was mm. like yeah of course I would in high school plays yeah, yeah, stop. yeah because yeah. like the second a kid steps into a movie set that's yeah. an adult workplace yeah. Yeah. and it's like would you let your kid work mm-hmm. in your office yeah. uh, no. Jesus Christ no mm. you think it's not hard to understand how so many kid actors do go down dark roads yeah mm-hmm. it's just like undeniably an adult yeah place yeah. to be even like even in the less insidious ter- like ways of using the word adult yeah like it is just boring yeah yeah or yeah. extremely stressful yeah or just like loud and busy yeah or whatever like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and suddenly there's an element on the set where which you can't really let on to them that that is the feeling yeah. and the vibe that's going on yeah. on set. You yeah. have to keep the energy up and like, hey guys, we're going to do that take one more time. Yeah. As a kid, like, <laughs> even now as a man who turned 30 last week, I, I get, I'm very Happy. frustrated Congra- by... I've congratulations, got to, got to bring that up. It's okay, well, I was waiting for you all to pay tribute. I get frustrated by repetition. I really, if I have a conversation with someone and they repeat something, or if I have to have meetings that go on for... 40 minutes when they could have been finishing. I really, fr- I get antsy and frustrated. If I'm oh, watching I a film that's, minute meeting. <laughs> that's at least 20 minutes too long. Right? But I, I get very agitated by things being repeated or things go- going on for what I feel is too long. So I have so much sympathy for kids in this context. It must be so frustrating. Yeah. Well, even and like you... adults on a movie set, like this is why so many yeah. actors turn to drugs or yeah, like yeah, yeah. knitting or crafts <laughs> or whatever. Because <laughs> you're sitting around doing a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, so yeah. imagine if you're a child. Like, yeah, my God, my Talking God. Talking to weird techies. Imagine how many poor kids had a weird conversation with a techie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Grip, yeah. yeah. <laughs> poor them. Let's just even like to kind of bring it back to its origin point. Mm. with the shorts mm. they're 20 minutes piece mm. I don't know what the kind of shooting schedule was about whether they were shooting a load of them in one go mm. but then you're I'd imagine that was the case yeah. back in those days yeah and, but with something like this you're essentially doing a 
a bunch of 20 minute sketches until you yeah. hopefully get to a feature length yeah. runtime. Yeah, yeah, and certainly. It's all start to go. There's maybe two or three key locations throughout this whole thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Probably a good six, seven weeks of your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have a stringent labour law, of, uh, maybe less stringent back then, but. And they shot on like January, February, right? Yeah, pretty short time frame. Yeah, January, like February till April, April, I think it was. Yeah, yeah pretty. I guess, and then, again, you've got a, like, you always think about like the kids when they're being taken out of that significant amount of time of quite a formative age mm. where you are starting to get into the education system. Yeah. And yeah, then going on a film set for two months. Yeah. It must be very strange. <laughs> so, so on, yeah. It's a miracle that Daniel Radcliffe turned out as well-rounded and sound <laughs> like, as he is he the most well-rounded human on the planet. Like, <laughs> and this is an invitation. I he's the one person that I do feel like we you would say get this along a lot. with. <laughs> I know. I want to put it out into the universe. I what? really want to meet him. I feel like really, we, we, why? I feel like we would get along really well. Really, I can he's... imagine him sitting here. I'm yeah. pointing listeners to a gap in our circle right now. Like, oh, I can see. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, you know I wish the one I was. Yeah. Well, he's I not going to come him. on now, is he? <laughs> I lo- I, think he's, I think he's tremendous. He I does seem really nice. I, think I don't, think, he's a, really I don't well. think he can act though. Alan Rickman no, said he can't no, act. No, yeah, uh, this came out in Alan Rickman's diaries. diaries. Yeah. yeah, it's so Which hard. Is another fucked up thing. I think releasing really diaries. Yeah, really fucked dead. up. Of a dead man. After someone dead. After someone. It's really hard. Seb, I believe you had another game. Oh, yes, Andy, I I do actually. So. um as ever with a movie like this, it's just got a kind of like mixed iconoclastic uh, baggage of fans and things around it. The the reviews for this movie are amazing. Oh yeah. And um, before coming, I just looked on the literally Google reviews for a movie. And I haven't oh, seen yeah, so yeah. many movies where they've been so prolific as for this one, but there's wow. lo- loads of just Google reviews. So the game is, I'm going to read you three reviews. Yeah. One of them. Has been written by me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can guess which one. Okay. You're very good at picking reviews, picking writing that sounds like your voice, yeah. or aping other voices. It's very, right. very hard. Here we go. Okay. This is a five star review. Porky is hilarious, first of all. <laughs> this movie is full of humour that all ages can enjoy. Plus, our 45th president is in this movie. Eight exclamation points. <laughs> this is one of the best comedy movies of all time. It is also a weird movie because of the young romances we see. No. The final go-kart derby gives us the basics of the movie after an old man shouts to Spanky McFarland and Alfalfa, <laughs> You little rascals! <laughs> Title drop. Yeah. This is one of the best kids' movies of all time. Okay. Right. Which one was which one was Porky again? Porky's Buckley's mate. Dynamic duo. Oh, yeah. the one that was hilarious. Yeah. That, that was pickles. the one who doesn't like pickles. Yeah. Right, let's let's like pick pickles. this one apart Sells because pickles. it's a five-star review. One of the best kids' movies of all time. And they're, they're, it's, it's weird. Kids, it's all the boxes, but they go, oh, it's weird though. It's the weird. kid romances. But they're, they're willing to overlook that. But there was this one point stuff. where an old man shouts, you little rascals, so... Yeah. I was like, I, I don't think that's you because if it was you, you would have put 10 explanations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Okay. Uh, next number review. This is a five star review, mm, also. Okay. This movie invented hilarious. <laughs> People keep complaining about all the women hating in this movie. So what? Two exclamation marks. Everyone needs to seriously relax. One exclamation mark. 
How could little kids be sexist? This is a fun family adventure that everyone will love. Alfalfa forever. He man hate woman club. Sign me up today, please. Oh, Jesus fucking wow. Christ. I hope <laughs> I hope you didn't write that, but you might have. You might have. That's a five star review, I'll hasten to remind you. So it's a, it's a Trumper who's watching it. Maybe it's like Eric Trump. Both of them seem to be there. Because the first yeah, one was yeah, ecstatic. Yeah. Oh, uh, number 45 was in there. Next review. This is a five-star review. Okay. On the Google reviews. Okay. For so three, three five-stars. Yeah. It was okay. <laughs> Soil and agriculture, 359 farming practices, plant communities, including crops, protect soil from erosion. Five stars. <laughs> That's a five star review that the movie got. That could be you. So take your time. I mean, go round the table. Take we your pick. Say our guess. Uh, so we'll go. We'll call them review A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so review Josh. Yeah. <laughs> A, B, or C. I do think on ba- <laughs> I do think on balance, it was A. A sounds like the one that could have been written the most. The most sibish. Mm-hmm. All right, buckos. Uh, you gave your hand away when you said alfalfa forever. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no one watching this film and coming out of it pro alfalfa. He's not. He's he's no fun. Um. So I think B. I think bears. Bears. And I also think B. Oh, wow. Can I vote? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy and Jack, you are correct. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I've, done a, I've done a bigoted one. and uh, But there is a, the, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot worse. Was there really the, the, the review which was agriculture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone just posted loads of farming uh, <laughs> agricultural things. But they, they started it off. The only thing that makes any sense is they started it off by saying it was okay, <laughs> and then everything after that is about it was okay. But, but five stars. Yeah, I feel like they copy and pasted the wrong thing, and like yeah. there's some yeah. blog gardening blog somewhere which has got like <laughs> yeah, a review. Spanky, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, what fun! <laughs> what fun we had! <laughs> Are there any other notes that anyone really wanted to bring up about? The only the... thing that I had to say, well, I mean, aside from um... dog nuts, did we mention the dog nuts? <laughs> dog nuts. Hella dog nuts. Just occasionally deeply uncomfortable films. <laughs> oh, I've got a question. How do you think they made um, Alfalfa's ears do that thing? Oh, I yeah, I, 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 I had a thought about this. Yeah, I think yeah. Did Does he think he has Ro- a natural Rowan Atkinson no, can no. do that. No, no Rowan Atkinson can do that. No, like, not as a kid. Have you seen the Mr. <laughs> Bean yeah, movie? He does it makes them twice. Go up and down. He doesn't make them flat like butterflies. To, yeah, I'm about to get really cross. Josh, <laughs> listen. Uh, what I was thinking it would be, you know that head device, like the orgasmatron. Yeah. I was thinking oh, he yeah. must have had like some kind oh, of uh, brace that yeah, yeah, went behind. Yeah, it was just like yeah, a little yeah. prong, like a two prong thing. It was just like. Mm. So that's what I think. Anyway. It is, yeah, that makes sense. Not that uh, an eight year old child has some kind of command of his ears that he can do that. <laughs> Josh, uh, hey, don't not bug horns. Well, <laughs> I think I said, Ross Bagley has spades of natural charisma, but I think Bug Hall is is just. Levels above the rest of the kid oh, yeah. actors. He, he, he's the only one who's clearly trained and who's clearly like a professional. Yeah. 
So many, like Dollar in particular, bless her cotton socks. She can't keep her eyes in one place. <laughs> this There's so many, and I don't want to rag on kids because they're like eight, but they, so many of them fucking suck. <laughs> what are they going to do? Oh, I mean, like? they're older than us now. We've had about three or four years. If all the little rascals came together now, you'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> They'd murk you. They'd murk you. Like a like a Scott Pilgrim story, but with rascals as opposed to people like this. No, I think a bug hole is visibly the one who uh, is good. Yeah, and I think he's yeah. the one whose career seems to have had longevity. As yes, well. yeah. yeah, and I have to say, uh, do seek out the stupid because it's a lot okay. of fun. So I think we can all agree that yes. The Little Rascals is not necessarily for us. Mm-hmm. This 80 minute movie that is largely consisting of fast forward chases. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any kind of last moments of reflection that you might have towards The Little Rascals? Mm. Nice uh, nice to see some bloops at the end of a movie. Nice to see some bloops. Yeah. Nice to see some bloops. Yeah. Um, Always look out for them. Nice Good on all the kids. They must have tried really hard. Um, yeah. I don't think... Uh, possibly this is why I didn't enjoy it so much. I don't feel like any one of them had any enjoyment that I saw on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> almost in a way, I feel like to get out the kind of adult lines they were having to give were almost kind of sedated in some way. <laughs> Um, so good on them for putting up with all that and it's not their fault <laughs> it's not their fault Mr Buckley no <laughs> he's going to make us cut his entire contribution to this episode he was never here <laughs> I for one can only say that I've enjoyed watching it with you guys and talking about it with you guys oh. and that, that yeah. in itself is a a richness. <laughs> the real little rascals the were the friends rascals. we had. <laughs> Not the friends we made, because we've been friends for 10 years now. The real little rascals were the friends that we made 10 years ago. Oh, I love that. We are the real little rascals, is what you'll say. <laughs> From the director of Wayne's World and the Beverly Hillbillies. Alfalfa! This is a side of you I've never seen before. Playing this summer. At a theater near you. It's time for the mailbag. Oh, it's bursting. (laughs) What's the first letter say, John? I'm afraid to say this is a case of uh, a dangerous woman where we put out the feelers for comments from listeners and no one had anything to say. Um, but so... A Dangerous Woman is a film that you can't watch anywhere. Yeah, this yeah. is a film that's on Netflix. This is a film on Netflix. Um, so clearly there's like, I don't know, there's very little nothing in the ether. Get from, but um, similarly to that episode, Ooh. I've collated a few letterbox users, user reviews akin to yours yes oh, <laughs> but these are all legit non, non these fake. are all legit and I've written one of them a <laughs> <laughs> uh, friend of the pod and previous guest Robin Jane Kerrison wrote I watched this solely to see the kids stacked on each other under a trench coat thing the rest is weird the alfalfa lady killer thing is unsettling and the rich kid's dad was still president in the United States when I saw this so that really ruined the whole experience yeah. two stars I probably agree with all of that actually user Corey Pierce wrote 
contains at least three solid child boner jokes. <laughs> <laughs> three and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> One for every boner joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more. Um, user Itskyle wrote, Incels learn about equality. Need me a spin-off with just Buckwheat and Porky. Yeah! <laughs> I've got two pickles. Two pickles. Or whatever, however it goes. Hey, hey, hey. Three stars. Hey, hey, hey. And user Rio wrote, Took a star off for that three seconds of Donald Trump. One star. Wow. So that does just about bring us. To a close on our thoughts or you have There is also a bleeper where Donald Trump spits out popcorn, popcorn. into an extra that's sitting gets, in front of him. He gets quite a bit of uh, space in those bloopers. He does, he? he does, yeah, he does. Yeah. And it's just like you think back in the time you think, oh it's him the affable Trump, but no, he's spitting what popcorn. Do you think, what is he watching in, in those bleachers while his son is in a derby race? He's, I mean, he's watching derby race. He's probably watching Squid oh, Game. Oh, is he? Because he's I with Whoopi Goldberg in the Oh, I guess so. But I thought you meant, I thought you meant in terms of production, what is he? Because oh, he's like yeah. a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at, the, look at the tennis ball, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Poor people fight to the death. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so spitting popcorn yeah. freely. Into... It's his bare pack going. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, that does about bring us to the yeah. end on our episode of The Little Rascals. Um, thank you once again, Jack and Seb, for joining us for this escapade. Um, Seb, I promise one day we'll invite you for a film that contains some adults. <laughs> <laughs> don't, please. <laughs> It'll really annoy me if you do. So don't. Um, how many episodes is it until The House with a Clock in Its Walls? That, that is a long time like, away. Yeah, That's okay. 20 years okay. away. At least <laughs> we've we've done More. put it in perspective. It's almost two years that we've been doing this, and we've covered thirteen real life years. <laughs> so it's going to be a while. <laughs> we'll be in our mid thirties, <laughs> assuming we stick to regular scheduling, which we haven't for a while because life is hard. Life is hard. Life is difficult. Jesus. <laughs> But um, it's been a it's been a great joy as always, and you're always welcome back. Uh, even yeah. House of the Clock as well. No, <laughs> it's been uh, an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having us. Congrats. <laughs> and in our next episode, we'll be keeping things little with our uh, <laughs> our look on the 1994 sports comedy Little Giants, directed by Dwayne Dunham and starring Rip Moranis and Ed O'Neill. If you don't happen to have the film on disc, it is available to watch along with us. If you can rent or buy digitally from Amazon, Apple, Chile, Google Play, Microsoft Store, and YouTube. That's Rick Moranis off of Honey Bay. Shrink, we honey, we shrink ourselves. Shrinking uh-huh. in the independence. Honey, I'm shrunk. Honey, <laughs> honey, honey, help me! I'm what shrunk. The hell? <laughs> honey, do they know about shrinkage? <laughs> I was in the pool. <laughs> Um, if you have seen Little Giants and are a fan or not a fan, or have any thoughts at all, please do tweet us at ramblinamblin or email us at ramblinaboutamblin at gmail.com. That's ramblinaboutamblin at gmail.com. And while you've got your phone out, please do go onto your podcast catcher of choice and give us a little five-star rating and a review and a like and a subscribe. Give us all the affirmation. We would appreciate it. It does help. It does help. It does. Uh, it helps us... Helps us emotionally and also 
Give it to him, people. <laughs> I'm so proud of my friends. I Baby, lovely, really lovely podcast. Still rely on validation. And it's so good. I'm very proud of you both. It's lovely. Thank you. Lovely to be here. I really am. I mean it. <laughs> it's really nice to do this. This is a, a thinly veiled excuse for the four of us to be very silly together. <laughs> over. It was there's a moment <laughs> watching the film a couple of hours ago. And I realised this is the excuse for watching that film was to record this podcast, but as a discreet, as a thing that we did in and of itself, four of us getting together to watch Little Rascals yeah. is ludicrous. <laughs> it's a very silly On thing the that happened. Projector. On the yeah. big projector, <laughs> <laughs> it came at the real big screen treatment. We could have watched so many life-changing movies. Oh, I watched the first Jesus. episode of The Crown, one of the most expensive TV series ever made, on my phone <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> But you saw Penelope Spheris' 1994 film. Comedy? Yeah, big as hell. <laughs> big as hell, baby. Yeah. Big as hell. Little rascals are big as hell. They're big little rascals. <laughs> Love you all. Love you all. Thank you for joining us once again, Seb and Jack. And thank you for joining us, dear listener. Yes. And we hope you join us again for the Little Giants. Um, we have been the Little Rascals, all about the Little Rascals. Mm. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. 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 Azuga! <laughs> <laughs>